Here at Durham Community Action, we spoke to Chris Pratt from Hunwick Cricket Club about how the advice and support they received from DCA has helped them to improve their building for their local community in Hunwick. What support and advice have you received from Tracy at DCA? Three, four years ago, when we were talking as a committee to then try and expand and, and develop our facilities, we were looking at how to do that. So we did quite a lot of research on you know who the main funders are, but it's standard search, as we said, it's, it's these funding bodies. But obviously, it's all well and good knowing who they are. The, the key bit is how they get into that as well. So... I can't remember how it came about, but we got recommended to go and speak to DCA, like Durham Community Action. And I think a current volunteer on our committee had dealings with Tracy. We said, oh, why don't you give her a call? So I actually picked the phone up and, and rang her. It was probably the one of the better phone calls I think I've ever ever made sort of thing. So she invited us in for a cup of tea. We basically explained our plans and what we wanted to do, how we wanted to get there. And she was really accommodating. So she explained that in order to get to where we are now, to where we want to be to, we couldn't just do that off a whim. We needed to have certain things in place, like a certain infrastructure. It's one of the key things being that, well, we are a voluntary organisation, but we were an unincorporated organisation. So we needed to change our status as such to, to be taken seriously by funders. So one of the things that Tracy formed in on was the fact that we needed to become a, a CIO, like a registered charity, a charitable incorporated organisation. At the time when she was saying a lot of this, it was all straight over our heads. We didn't know a lot of the buzzwords or what it meant. But then when we read it a little bit more of the criteria on the main funding bodies, like uh, the Lottery and Sport in England, we found out that, yeah, you, you do have to have a certain status like registered charity status so that was the first kind of catalyst thing which we we understood and did with Tracy so she helped firstly explain that process she then helped facilitate that process as well by way of the application she explained what we needed to do we took that back to the committee we said yeah if we need to get from A to B we need to become a charity Uh, we understood what the advantages what the disadvantages were and then in terms of becoming a registered charity with the Charities Commission. Uh, we had to do an application form, quite a lot of I's to dot and T's to cross, which again, Tracy helped with and she did the process, gleaned information from us. And yeah, we, we're now a registered charity purely because it recognises the, the work that we do. So I think previously, like 25 years ago, we were purely just an out-and-out cricket club. We now, it's fair to say, a little bit more community-focused, purely because the, I think probably 10 years ago now, the community centre finished, which we're explaining to Tracy, that, that's gone. So a lot more people in the village kind of come to the cricket club to use as a as like a community base. So, for example, we've got Hummer Carriers, the, the village athletics or running club. Uh, they're actually a key holder. So we have lots of other organisations which use our facilities. And that's reflected in the fact that we had to change our legal status. So DCA pretty much led that process for us. And yeah, very grateful for what they did for us for that, yeah. Oh, that's great. Has obviously that process with the CIO and everything, has that helped with like funding applications? 100%, yeah. It, I think a lot of the criteria when you do look, on, in terms of eligibility, you have to be a registered charity if you're not a registered charity then you're not eligible so in particular the lottery funding was you know heavily biased on on that so to put it bluntly if we didn't become a CI or we wouldn't have got money with the the big boys type of thing that you know the, the sport England and the national lottery so it yeah 100% underpinned the decision to get the, the award of the funding by becoming a, a charity yeah definitely and how has the help you've received from DCA like made an impact especially with like the local community you were talking about before the work that DCA did, as I say, it was all, it was around getting the infrastructure in place, 
the kind of like the forms fill and become a charity that is then helped to, to obtain a community building or a clubhouse as we call it the cricket clubhouse we have had a lot of community events since then so we've for example, we had a, call it a clubhouse opening on the 3rd of June, I think it was early this year. What we did, we had a, a bit of a charity cricket game on the pitch, had the local councillors come and open the building up, invited a lot of people, made a lot of posters, uh, leaflets, etc., advertising on social media, Facebook, Twitter, for example. And then we, we made it like a big event, put a lot of food on, had the, had the bar open, things. And we invited basically everyone in the community to come and look at the facilities so it wasn't just about having a cricket game on the pitch. It was about having most of the community come down. So there was a lot of people, for example, which came to the ground on the 3rd of June, who I've seen in the village for many years in, in Humwick, that I've never seen in the cricket ground before. So they come down, they were massively impressed with uh, the facilities, said it looked really good, and they're going to come down in the future. And do you know what? We have seen them down since the 3rd of June. So a lot of the community, I think when they're passing with the, you know, like simply dog walkers passing with the dog they actually call in on a Saturday now so a lot of the community actually come in and, and visit us now as well it massively was promoted both locally and in the wider community as well so and again stems from the, the root cause of it being I guess DCA helping with that process originally so and then we do get kind of ongoing advice as well from DCA since they helped us probably like two and a half years ago and um, they give us a lot of advice on what we need to do you know, when COVID was going on as well. So make sure we adhere to these COVID obligations or these rules and restrictions. I'm copying it on a, I think it's like a like a monthly newsletter from DCA as well. So there's lots of information pieces on there as well, which it, it's not just DCA helping us at the start of the process. They do help us on a kind of a periodic basis as well, yeah. So it helps all helps towards the, the community building. We also spoke to Tracy Emery, Community Development Officer at DCA, about our support and involvement with the club and its next steps. So Tracy, how has DCA helped Hunwick Cricket Club? Back in early 2020, one of the trustees got in touch, having had some conversations with National Lottery. The club wanted to build a new clubhouse on the site, which was going to cost a lot of money, and they'd approached National Lottery about funding. So Lottery said they needed to register as a legal entity of some form to be eligible for their funding. So I set up a meeting with the trustees and we discussed different options which were available to them and they made the decision that they would like to take it forward to become a registered charity. As DCA, I undertook registration process for the club and they were registered later that year as a foundation model charitable incorporated organisation, which then opened up doors to them to access grant funding to secure the funding that they needed to build this new building on their on their site the clubhouse not only was for the club itself but they wanted to use it allow the community to use it because the community center in Humwick had actually closed so there wasn't actually like a community venue in the area so they were really keen to include the community in this new build as well as well as using it for private hire and stuff of ways of raising income so once the charity was registered i was involved in supporting them to find funding options, opportunities to critique applications that they'd written. They were all quite new to this process. Although they did secure the lottery money, which was fantastic, there's just so many options out there. So I helped them to narrow down that search, gave them some advice on maybe considering some COVID safe measures within the design of the building, such as auto flush toilets and motion sensor taps and things like that. So it would support their health and safety longer term. We made sure that they were aware of the community building support fund 
and they got a thousand pound out of that fund to provide PPE, cleaning materials, so that they could continue to maintain high standards of cleanliness once the building opened, which it did earlier this year. I've built up a strong relationship with Chris in particular, one of the trustees there, and he's regularly on the phone asking questions. They're a new charity, so obviously there's a lot to learn, so they just need to make sure that they're doing things the right way. So things like they wanted to change the name of the trustees, how did they go about doing that? So we've been that point of contact as they continue to get to grips with what it means to be a new charity. Um, just last week, Chris got in touch and they wanted to set up a hire agreement so that they could start hiring the room out to the community and to the public so that we discussed rates for hire and rules and things that they could put in place so that people respected the space and left it as they'd found it sort of thing. But I think we are that point of contact where they feel if they have a question that they can just ring up and ask and we have that strong relationship with them that they can feel comfortable to do that. And what ongoing support will we continue to offer? So we've made sure that the club are well connected in with our mailing lists so they get information on all of our activities, events, training. But I think that personal relationship will continue. We do have a strong relationship. They do really like the information and advice that we give. So I think that will continue. They are still developing. They are still learning. So I think as they continue that journey and if they have any questions, need advice, guidance or support, they know that they come to us for that and we'll continue to support them in any way we can. If your group needs any advice or support, you can contact Tracy on tracy.emory at durhamcommunityaction.org.uk and your inquiry will be answered as soon as possible.